Y'all sound real good. Lift it with one accord. Come on, say every praise. Every praise. It's to the one true God. Lift your voice today and shout hallelujah to our God. Say glory, hallelujah. Because it's to you, oh God. It belongs to you, God. And we take it higher. Say every prayer. Come on, sing, Zion. Every word of worship. With one accord. We give him all the praise. We give him all the glory. We give him all the honor. Because it's to you. We lift our voices and say hallelujah to our God. Come on and say every praise. Every praise. It belongs to the one true God. Come on, listen again. Everybody say every praise. To our God. Every word of worship. With one accord. Every praise. Every praise. It belongs to the one true God.
Let's keep our hands lifted and let's worship and let's go to the Hallelujah.
the Lord. Come on, let's thank God for our worship team. What a blessing to be able to sing praises unto God. Now it's time for us to honor God with our giving. Amen. Whenever we come here, you want to make sure you offer to God. Number one, you offer sacrifice of praise. Amen. Some of you missed it already. So we're going to wait. Hopefully when the choir come back, you do what we call makeup exam. See, I'm a school teacher, so I know about makeup exam. So every time you appear before God, you got to offer him praise. How did I know that? You see, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Am I in the book? How do you enter his court? So you missed it. So in our worship service, the first 10 minutes, guess what we devoted it for? Just praising God. So if you come and you're standing there and see who is dressed up today, whose hair is fixed, you, you, you missed it. You need makeup exam. All right? So hopefully the choir will help you. All right? Another thing you need to offer to God when you come before him is what we call your giving. Don't miss that again. Now, here's the problem. If you miss this one, God requires a 20% interest. So I'm trying to help you. So, when you get a chance, read the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30. It says, when you refuse to give, then you will pay a fifth interest. A fifth interest is 20%. It will kill you. All right? That's why too many are struggling financially. All right? You have to offer something before God. All minds clear? By the way, the way it works, the Bible talks about seed time and harvest. Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. As long as the earth remains, there will always be seed time and harvest. Translation, you got to put some seed on the ground. 
All mine is clear. So if you come today, see I'm talking, you may need to go to your car because you came unprepared for class, you see. So you have nothing to, to sow. And the Bible says when you sow nothing, you get nothing. You have to put your seed where? In the gr- By the way, thank you, Holy Ghost. There are three kinds of grounds. Try to help somebody. <laughs> Believe it or not, your heart is a ground. Anything you put in your heart, it will grow. You all still here? Then the Bible talks about the church is a ground. Not every ground is good ground. Help me, Holy Spirit. Heaven is a ground. Lay up treasures in heaven where nothing can touch or mess it up. Find you a church that is good ground. Amen. I believe strongly that this church, Zion Hill, is good ground. See, I'm not stupid. If it was not good ground, if it's not good ground, I would not be putting my money. And believe me when I tell you, I put big money here. Because I know how to be blessed, you know. All right? Anything you put in the ground will grow. That's what the ground is made for. By the way, you see, I see Sister Gail here. She works with Clico. Let me tell you something about Clico that she may not know. See all those electric poles you see? There are steel ones, there are wooden ones, right? This, the wooden one, they put a crystal on top of it. You ever wonder why they do that? Because when you stick those wood in the ground, the ground will try to grow it. Because the ground is made to grow anything you put there. Right? So you got to make sure that you put something in the ground. You're right now in the ground. Somebody asked me the other day, say, about how many members in your church? I gave him a very surprising answer. He's a new pastor over there at my sister church, Calvary. I said, we are a little over 3,000 people. He said, wow. He never thought so. I said. Then he said, what percentage of all those members do tithes. Watch this. Guess what I told him? I said, everybody tithe in my church. 100%. The reason why I told you the church so you can check with the pastor. Now he's confused. He said, I cannot believe it. 
everybody in your church tithes? I say, yes, sir. He said, what is the secret? I said, it's very simple. He said, I learned from the word of God. Some of them bring their tithes. But some of them, God went and collected. See, I'm trying to help you. Now, I just told you why many of you are still broke. You cannot escape God. He will collect what belongs to him. You either bring it to the storehouse, or he will make sure there's something called a devourer. Oh, I wish I, I don't want to preach now, so it's because we've got to hear the choir. And so don't miss the opportunity. Apostle Paul said, it is an opportunity to give. If you don't give, you know what God told Pharaoh? He told Pharaoh, you mess with my firstborn, I'll kill your firstborn. God don't play. He said, a tenth of your earning belongs to God. He said, it's mine. It's holy. You steal from him, he'll steal from you. You know, do you know why we really return our tithes to God? It's very simple. It's explained in the book of Romans. It said, if the root of a tree is holy, the lamb, the branches, you give 10% to God so that he can bless your 90%. It bothers me that too many of my people are struggling needlessly when your father in heaven is a good God. He own everything. He wants to bless you. You got to learn to position yourself. He says, if you give, it shall be given to you. What part of that you don't understand? Then he described the level of your receipt. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together. Your cup. David said, I am walking in that anointing. My cup. Run it over. Don't be left behind. Don't let the devil make you forget to bring money. Go back home. Don't say you're running late. No, you're not late. Go back and find you an offering. And there are some, ah, I got to stop. I'll do it some other day. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for a spirit of giving in the house. You made it so clear. Everyone that sows sparingly, they're going to reap cheap sparingly. 
But everyone that have enough sense to sow bountifully, you promise a bountiful blessing. Have your way in this house. Lord, I pray that this house will be a house of plenty. Let your anointing, overflow anointing, running over anointing, flow freely, unhindered, without any interruption in this house. I thank you for increase in the life of every giver. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. The ushers will come. The choir will sing. Make up exam for praise, for giving. Don't miss it. Love you, sir.
mentor, James Cleveland, he was pastoring a church. He's not just a musician. He pastored a church in Los Angeles. And I drove 64 miles every Sunday just to go worship with him. Because I just believe that the brother is anointed, especially in the area of music. And bless God, his church, the carpet is all red. You know, the pews, all red. I wasn't impressed by that. But this man will come out every Sunday morning. Not just special location. Every Sunday morning. Before the church begins, when he show up in the pulpit, he's completely soaked. Completely wet. And I was watching it. I I was a young preacher. Still a rookie trying to learn the ministry. So I couldn't help it. I asked him. I said, Pastor, the church has not even begun. And you are soaked. Have you been to another church before you come to our church? He said they have a tradition in his church. They call it pre-worship rehearsal. So before church begins, they gather at the back of the church and just try to fine-tune things between the choir. And it is at that pre-church that he's been in front of God. He's been in the presence of God. So before anybody showed up, he already been in church. That's how much God meant to him. It was a serious lesson for my life. Don't wait. When you get up this morning, your heart ought to be full of praise. By the time you get to church, you are ready. God is worthy to be praised. Even I don't mind if praise worship is going on and you are here in the altar dancing before the Lord. You are not offending me or anybody because nobody knows like you know what God has done for you. Amen, somebody. I want to thank all of you for being here this morning. Thanks to those of you who are watching us on TV, listening, radio, live streaming. We are grateful. This house ought to be a house of praise. Those of you that went through New members orientation. That's the first thing I share with you. God showed me that this house will be a house of praise. And I encourage everybody to come in every time we gather to praise God, to worship God. And he is committed. Guess what he said? He said, if I be lifted up, 
He said, I will draw all men. I don't mind telling you, those of you who are here long time, uh, Pastor Edison, you are here with me. The King Jacks, those of you who are there, the secret of our growth is praise and worship. Are you listening to me? Don't let the devil steal that from us. All my skill. Thanks to all of you for joining us in worship this morning. Please govern yourself with some of the announcements going on. We are pleased to report. Uh, we had five people that got baptized just this week. We are grateful for the increase and thank God for that. This weekend coming, I will be going to the city of Monroe. As many of you men that wants to join us, it's a men's conference. And I'm one of the guest uh, minister there. It's going to be at our brother's church, uh, Pastor Drumgold, Liberty Christian Center in Monroe. So please feel free Join us. Let's go in fellowship with other men. Let's come together and worship and learn and encourage one another. Amen. Also, please don't forget our vacation Bible school. It's coming up. I expect every one of you to be present. Ask me why. Number one is good for you. So whenever something is good for you, I want you to know about it. Amen. Number two, it calls your church Bugumen. Many of you don't know behind the scene. These events cost thousands of dollars. Not hundreds. Thousands of dollars. So you just don't want to flush in the toilet thousands of dollars. I won't let that happen in my own house. So we shouldn't allow it to happen in God's house. And the reason why we spend this money is because we want to make sure that our spirit of excellence is demonstrated in what we do. So mark your calendar. Bring all your children. Amen. And you yourself come. Because it's not just for kids. It's for everybody. All minds clear? Amen. And please keep on praying for Deacon Roland and his family with the home going of his lovely mother. And as many of you as can come on Friday to support the family, Please come, and we rejoice with those who rejoice, and we mourn with those who mourn. Amen? Do we have any guests in our midst this morning? I just want to celebrate you wherever you are. Any guests in the house? Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Come on, we can do better than that. Let's, let's thank God. 
we are so honored to have you here. Thank you so much. Please make yourself at home and enjoy yourself in the Lord. And Amen. 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 We welcome you in Jesus' name. All the way from California. What a blessing. And after church, will you please stop by the lobby area? We have a guest center there. We have a gift just for you. That's our way of saying thank you for being here this morning. Are you all happy to see our guests? All right, show your love. Any other guests in our midst today? God bless you, sir. Amen. We welcome you in Jesus' name. Come on, we can rejoice more than that. We are grateful. Grateful, grateful. Amen. We, we thank you and we have our own Sister Bessie Christian in the house. We are grateful for that. Many of you may not know Bessie Christian, but when I came to this neighborhood, in this community, they don't do praise and worship team. There's no such animal. So I came, and you know when you're a rookie, you can break the rules. So I came I, with this idea of having a praise worship team. Guess who was my first praise worship team? Bessie Christian. She can't even sing. <laughs> but, but she has the anointing. So I needed an anointed woman of God on the team. And it is that anointing that kicks that. I'm, I'm sure you all my tricks. Without the anointing, everything we do here is a waste. We welcome you, woman of God. Thank you for everything you did to make things happen for Zion. Let's all get up. Let's, let's say hello to one another. Find somebody. Love on them. Say hello. Kiss them. Hug them. Bless them.
glad to see Pastor Reverend Michael Keys and his wife. We are grateful. This man of God has always come to support your church. And we are grateful to see you and your wife. What a blessing. And thanks to all the pastors locally, Pastor Reed, Pastor Tinney, Pastor Edison. What a blessing. These are busy people, but they still come to worship with us. Glad to see my sister Diana also. Amen. That's Mama Johnson's daughter. She married to my friend John. So I like John. Open to the book of Leviticus. Chapter 25, verse number 13. If you find it, say amen. amen. The book is Leviticus, chapter 25, verse number 13. In the year of these what? Jubilee. Ye shall return every man unto his possessions. While you are standing, let's pray. Lord, we are grateful for the word of God. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. You sent your word and healed our disease. For anyone under the sound of my voice, troubled by any form of sickness, we decree and declare healing in this house. You are wounded for our transgression. And you were bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon you. By your stripe, we are healed. Lord, I pray that you will answer every question present in this house right now. I pray, oh God, that you will use your servant to proclaim what thus says the Lord. Let your anointing flow freely, unhindered, without any interruption. Help our hearing. Help our understanding. Glorify yourself in this house. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, It's Time to Step into Your Jubilee. It's time for you and me to step in into our jubilee. My brothers, my sisters, please take note this week 
we are celebrating our Independence Day. Am I right about it? This week we'll celebrate 4th of July. Not only do we have an Independence Day, there are many other countries who also have Independence Day. Say, for example, in the nation of Nigeria, where I came from, October 1st is their Independence Day. In the nation of China, Believe it or not, they also have their own Independence Day. They became independent in 1949. October 1st is their Independence Day. Even Russia has an Independence Day. June 12th. India has an Independence Day. August 15th. Colombia has its own Independence Day. July 20, Mexico has an Independence Day. September 16, Israel has an Independence Day. May the 13. You know what I'm trying to tell you? Nations all over the world have a particular year when they became independent. So what we are doing this week is not unique to the United States. But you need to know also in the kingdom of God, there is a year of our independence. My concern today is that you know about 4th of July, but do you know the Independence Day in the kingdom of God? That day is called the year of Jubilee. So my assignment today is not only to make you a good citizen of America, but to make you a good citizen of heaven. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, many people don't know about their own independence in the kingdom of God. And many people have never celebrated their independence in the Lord Jesus Christ. So today I will tell you about what do we mean by the year of Jubilee. When is that year? When do you celebrate it? Why do you celebrate the year of Jubilee? And I will tell you how to celebrate. That's my assignment. First of all, I don't want to assume that everybody know what we're talking about when we say the word jubilee. So first I want to define that word so that you know for yourself what does says the Lord. The word jubilee is from the word jubilation. The word jubilee simply means celebration. Similar to what you're about to do this week concerning this great nation. And you need to know 
how do this jubilee thing come about? It's very simple. You know the Jewish people, they were taken to Egypt as slaves. Am I right about it? You also know at some point, they were set free. God set them free, and they are now heading to the promised land. Then you need to know that they traveled for 40 years, and eventually they arrived at this place called promised land. It's called promised land because God promised it to them. Stay with me now. The moment they arrived at the promised land, guess what God asked them to do? Divide up the land. Make sure every family has its own land. So they go tribe by tribe, and they were assigning various sections of the land. Ladies and gentlemen, it means nobody in Israel lack. Everyone got land. Everyone got a portion. Then they start to live their life. Then what happened, ladies and gentlemen, is that some of them begin to misuse the land. Come on, sir. Now I'm coming to you now. Some of them begin to mismanage the land. And some of them, they fall into what we called hard time. Some of us can relate to that. What do I mean by hard time? That's, I've been there, that's when you find yourself, you cannot pay your rent. You find yourself, you couldn't pay your car note. Some of you have a house, you're behind in your mortgage. Some people, they're Christian, all right, saved, sanctified, but they can't pay their bills. Ladies and gentlemen, so as a result of this, guess what those Jewish people were doing? They will sell the land. The land that God gave to them. Now they're selling it. I can park the car here and preach to a lot of you. You'll be amazed how many parts of Alexandria, Pineville, and surrounding area were owned by black folks. Go ahead, sir. Guess what happened? You sold it. Ladies and gentlemen, it got worse. <laughs> I have a brother like that in Africa. He's probably watching right now. He's been in this church. All of the land belonging to my family, he fell into hard time. He started to sell them. There's a brother like that in the Bible. He sold his inheritance for a bowl of soup. It got so bad, ladies and gentlemen, the people of Israel, after many of them have sold all their lands, then they begin to sell themselves. It's called indented 
servanthood. You remember the story was told in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1, about a woman who was married to a preacher, and the preacher died, and the preacher was in debt. The creditor come. And guess what the creditor going to do? Take his her two sons. So people got so broke, so messed up, they are now selling themselves. I owe you so much, well, let me serve you for so many years, then I'll be free. Come on, sir. Houston, we got a problem. People losing the inheritance. Remember, these people were taken away, given freedom from slavery. Now they are back in slavery. I can park the car and talk to you. That's the situation with many church folks. God sent his son to set you free. But many of us, we are right back in slavery. Back in bondage. So God, in his grace and mercy, this is why some of us cannot help but serve him. God, in his grace and mercy, he is now trying to figure a way to set them free one more time. So when you hear us talk about God, it's a God of a second chance. So God came and said, I'm going to declare a year of jubilee. And on the year of jubilee, everything you owe will be canceled. Hallelujah. Everybody that is being held a slave will be free. Every land that you have lost will be returned back to you. I come here to decree and declare a jubilee in your life. Open your mouth, shout amen. It doesn't matter what trouble you are in right now. It doesn't matter what mess. God sent me to tell you it's time for you and me to step in into a jubilee. God said, every one of you in bondage shall be free. Let's read it for you. I want you to open your Bible right now to the book of Leviticus, chapter 25. I want to, to read it to you so you hear the word of God directly. Beginning from verse 8. And if you don't have your Bible, they will put it on the screen. You can follow. God said to, to the people of Israel, Thou shalt number seven Sabbaths of years unto thee. Seven times seven years. And the space of the seven Sabbath of years shall be unto thee forty and nine years. Verse 9 says, Then thou shalt cause the trumpet of what? Of jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month. In the day of atonement shall ye make the trumpet sound 
throughout all the land. Verse number 10 says, and ye shall hallow. See, many of you come to church, but you never hallow. The Bible said, learn to hallow. Learn to shout. And when God free you from all debt, you got something to shout about. When God release you from every bondage, every slavery that you find yourself, you got something. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Verse number 10 say, and ye shall hallow the 15th year, and ye shall proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. It shall be what? A jubilee. For you. Not just for your neighbor. For you. God wants to decree and declare today in your life a jubilee. Freedom from every entanglement. Everything that is trying to slow you down in life. Somebody shout amen. amen. Notice what the Bible says. Ye shall return every man unto his possession. And ye shall return every man to his family. Verse number 11. I do believe shall that 15 year be unto you. Ye shall not sow, neither shall you reap that which was grown of itself. Neither do you need to gather the graves in it of thy wine undressed. Then verse 14, uh, verse 12 says, For it is the jubilee, it shall be holy unto you, and you shall eat the increase thereof out of the field. In the year of this jubilee, ye shall return to every man all of his possession. You know why I read it to you? Because I, I don't want to just tell you what the Bible says. You smart, you can read for yourself. Notice one thing what we just read. Notice a repetition of the number seven. Let me talk briefly about that before I move on. Number seven is a number of what? Completion. You see that number popping everywhere. You will recall during creation, God works for six days. But on the seventh day, what did he do? He rests. Part of the benefit of jubilee is being able to rest. Many of you, you can't sleep. I, I can identify with that. There are some times I will sleep and I will get up five, six, seven times during the night. You know why? Because something is bothering my soul. I will never preach to you what I've not experienced. God wants to give somebody here rest. Then you will notice there are seven years that we have what we call Sabbath 
festival. That festival in the Bible simply means, they call it sabbatical year. Every seventh year, God is telling Israel, everybody, shut down what you're doing and rest. Are you all still here? In that sabbatical year, all land must be raised. No planting, no harvesting. Even scientists recognize that if you're just planting on the land and planting, planting, if you don't believe me, you will, you will lower the yield of the land. Ask Dickon Harrell over there. Farmers will tell you that. Scientists recognize it. So when God says you need to rest, he's telling you everything needs to rest. Even the land. Even your cat, your dog. Are you still here? Ladies and gentlemen, in case you miss it, God is really trying to help us. Then he said in that passage, every seven times seven years, you will call it a jubilee. It means after 49 years, the next year after it, the 50th year, is decree and declare a mega Sabbath. Don't miss it. Don't miss this. Every seventh day, you see, he created, he rests on the seventh day. Then every seventh year, he's telling everybody, rest. Then every seven times seven years, he said, I will even decree a mega Sabbath. That's what we call jubilee. The bottom line of that jubilee is that everybody's land must be returned back to them. Just use your imagination. Can you imagine if every black folk's land is returned to us? Hey, don't turn me off. You know I'm anointed. Can you imagine? Not only that, he said every debt that you owe shall be canceled. Just use your imagination. Can you imagine if all the debts you owe, some of you owe on your, on your car, some of you owe on your house, some of you owe student loan. I can go on and on. Can you imagine... God is saying, everybody's dead. Cancel. Then he goes further to say, not only that, he said, everybody who is now in slavery be set free. And then he said, everyone rest. So when we talk about Jubilee, your land, maybe you lose it, or maybe your, your ancestors, people before you, lose it. It shall be returned to you. If you are enslaved right now, some of us, we are so enslaved, we can't even breathe. Too much death. Even United States, I hate to get there. 
If I tell you how much this country owes, some of you won't. Wouldn't it be nice if we experience a jubilee? Even the president was trying to do that a few days ago. Are you all still here? I'm trying to make sure that you understand the Bible is relevant today. He said, everyone who owes be debt free, debt cancellation. Everyone in slavery be set free. This is hard to believe even in the house of God there are many Christians on their way to heaven but they are slaves. Then he said, everybody that is struggling, rest. Ladies and gentlemen, in case you miss it, that is God's social justice program. You know how people be marching around, we want social justice? I'm teaching you God's own social justice plan to help not just some people, but everybody. He wants to ensure that no one is left behind. He wants to make sure nobody stay poor. Jubilee is the year, therefore, of the following. Number one, rest. Somebody shall rest. rest. Number two, restoration. Number three, recovery. Now you see why I'm preaching this. Early this year, I told you, as a man of God, that this year will be a year of recovery for you. This is the year that God wants to press a reset. In your life, in my life. That everything you've been through, every disappointment, every hurt, every pain, God wants to put it in the, in the past. It will be a thing of yesterday. He wants to press a reset in your life so that you can start afresh. Somebody shout, fresh start. This, he told Israel, it must happen every 50 years. That means at least once in your lifetime. Unless you die early. And I never pray that in this church. I always pray for long life. He will satisfy you and show you his salvation. So, like me now, I am 64 years old. So, at least once in your lifetime, you ought to experience 50 years and experience a jubilee when all your debt is canceled, when all your labor you can rest, when every land you lost is returned back to you. Somebody shout, Jubilee! That's the will of God for you. Now you see when Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, you know what he said? He said, come unto me. All you who are laboring. That's right, Brother Deacon. 
everybody that are heavy laden. Guess what he wants to give to us? Somebody shall rest. So Jubilee was God's promise of rest. God said every seventh day is Sabbath, rest. Every seventh year is sabbatical year, rest. Every seven times seven years is a jubilee, rest. It's all about rest, rest, rest. God wants to give you rest. And many God wants to create a situation in your life where you can chill. Some of us need rest from labor. I'm amazed how many people are working two, three jobs and still behind. You wonder why children are shooting themselves on the street. I'll tell you a simple reason. It's not always the police. The parents are not home. These kids are being raised on TV, on Nintendo game, on all kinds of computer computer gadgets. The parents are running, 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 running. They finish one job, they go to another job. We need rest from labor. Some of us need rest for our soul. You'll be amazed how many people have plenty of money, yet their soul is messed up. The only holdup that you can have from receiving Jubilee today is unbelief. If you would just accept what God is offering you, your life will never be the same again. Jesus said, I am your Jubilee. How can he say that? Just think about it. One day, now I have to hurry up. Jesus went to the wilderness, and he was tempted. He fasted for how many days? Forty days. Then when he came back to town, the first thing he did, the Bible says, according to his custom, he went straight to the synagogue. And then they gave him a Bible. And then he opened the Bible. And then he went straight to the book of Isaiah 61. He said, the spirit of the Lord God. He is about to tell everybody in the church, just like I'm telling you now. And it's recorded in the book of St. Luke chapter 4, beginning from verse 18. He said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And he has anointed me. Well, what did he anoint him to do? Number one, he said to preach the gospel to the poor. If you listen to how much I've been preaching to you, you cannot be a part of this church and be poor. The gospel sets you free. The gospel shows you how to be rich in spirit, how to be rich in the natural. He said the anointing upon me is also to heal those who are broken hearted. He said, I'm anointed to deliver everybody that's held captive. 
I don't care what you are slave to. I don't care what is tying your neck, what is entangling your life, whether it's crack cocaine, whether it's death. It don't matter what it is that the devil is trying to use to destroy you. God said, I sent Jesus to decree and declare deliverance for them. He said, I want to give recovery of sight to everybody that is blind. He said, I want to set to liberty everybody that are bruised. He said, I come to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That word is known as jubilee. Jesus is our bringer of jubilee. All of us here, let me shoot straight with you. We are lost. You're not going to find too many pastors to declare that. From the pulpit to the pews, everybody lost. All of us separated from God. All of us are in debt. All of us, we're in debt. We have earthly debt, car note. Mortgage note, school loan, I can go on and on, in debt. Then we have eternal debt, debt to sin. God wants to set somebody free this morning. Jesus came through his death, burial, and resurrection. He came, he paid the price. So he, to give us back our freedom. To give us back freedom from sin. Freedom from slavery. Freedom from death. He came to give us back our land. Not just earthly land. He talks about giving us a land even in heaven. He talks about a new heaven. A new earth. He talks about I'm going to prepare a mansion for you. He came to decree and declare a jubilee in your life. The question this morning, can you receive? Jubilee is here for you. So I decree and declare this morning, no more shackles in this house. No more chains in this house. It's time for you and me to enter a what? A jubilee. Look at your neighbor right now and say, neighbor, you can stay here if you want. But I'm entering into my jubilee. You know what Jesus said after he read the scripture? Guess what he said? He said, today, this scripture is fulfilled. Not in the sweet by and by, the Baptists want you to wait. Somebody shout, today. Say it again, today is my day. Today is my season. Today is my time. In the name of Jesus. Touch somebody next to you and say, neighbor. I'm about to be blessed. I'm about to be delivered. I'm about to be favored. 
I'm about to be restored. I'm about to be promoted. I'm about to hit a reset in my life. Today, Jubilee in my life. If you believe that, shout amen. Come on, open your mouth, shout amen. It's a year of favor. It's a year of blessing. It's a year of recovery. That's what your pastor told you. Recovery of everything that's been stolen from you. Everything that's been lost is a year of restoration. It's a year of reset. To be honest with you, this is bigger than 4th of July. Ain't nothing wrong with 4th of July. Enjoy yourself. Go to the park. Dance, jump and down, whatever you want to do. But there is a bigger freedom. Offered by Almighty God. And it's available to you and me. Somebody say receive right now. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. And tell him, say rest. Sometimes they don't hear you say neighbor. It's time for you to rest. Even when you are sick, you can rest. Even when you are broke, you can rest. Even when you are worried, you can rest. God will give you rest. He loves you and he wants to set you free right now. Somebody shall rest. Tell your neighbor, I will rest because he was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. By his stripe, I am healed. Said neighbor, I will rest because many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered me out of them all. Say, neighbor, I don't know about you, I'm fixing to rest because no weapon form of fashion against me shall prosper. Say, neighbor, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to rest because God is my light and God is my salvation.
with somebody, I'm out of time. You know what the songwriter said? They said, late in the midnight hour, God's going to turn it around. And then they turn around, turn around, turn around. You have to believe that God is helping you right now. God is helping me right now. I need divine rest. I need divine recovery. And if you that man, if you that woman, maybe you want to step in the step, stand in the gap, even for your loved ones, for your spouse, for your children, or maybe for yourself, find your way to the altar. I want to decree and declare jubilee over. Hallelujah. Somebody else is coming. No more you and I, we are blessed. Not because we work hard. Not because we went to school. Not because we are running a business. We are blessed because God is a good God. And he wants to give you a mere rest. He wants to give you a mere recovery. He wants to give you a mere restoration. Some are believing God for their business. Some are believing God for their job. I decree and I declare in the name of Jesus, Jubilee. You said in your word, if we decree a thing, it shall be established. Lord, I pray for rest. Rest from labor. Rest for our soul. Rest from weariness. Lord, I thank you that you will give your people rest. Lord, I pray for recovery. Everything the palm of warm have stolen. 
everything the locusts have stolen. Lord, I pray for recovery. Not in the sweet by and by. Right now. Lord, you decree and declare today the scripture is fulfilled in our ears. Father, I pray, oh God, for restoration. I pray, oh God, for restoration. Somebody needs their joy restored. Somebody needs their peace of mind restored. Somebody needs their physical health restored. Somebody needs their job restored. Somebody needs their finances restored. Father, we pray for restoration. Restoration. Restoration in the name of Jesus. Somebody needs a reset in their life. The enemy has been having a field day. But Lord, you can turn things around. Father, we pray for a reset. Everything the devil meant for evil, Lord, I pray that you will turn it around for our good. We step into a jubilee right now. We believe and we receive it by faith. It is so. In Jesus' name. Open your mouth, shout amen. I hear the Lord say somebody need to hollow. Shout amen. Shout amen. Shout amen. Shout amen. Shout amen. today and you're looking for a church home and you would like to be a part of this ministry I want to invite you to come forward my wife and I want to welcome you to this great church these are great people they will love on you they will celebrate you and not tolerate you so if you're looking for a church home and the Lord has touched your heart Will you please come forward? New members, come forward. New believers, come forward. After the benediction, the pastor and his wife will be standing right here. Amen. Lift your hands towards heaven. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and give you peace and give you rest. May your enemies leave you alone. May God prepare our table before you, right in the face of your player heels. I bless you coming here. I bless you going out. You're blessed in the city. You're blessed in the field. This is my prayer for you. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.